Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders recognized in their fields who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Welcome to Leadership Stars, and today's episode is going to be fantastic, as they all are. Um, So let me ask you some questions. Are you someone who sees injustice in your community and don't know how to change it? Do you do your duty and vote in every election, but it just doesn't seem like enough? Or do you feel too busy to get involved in community activism? Well, I have a guest today. When you hear her background and what she does, you're going to not be able to say, I don't have enough time because this woman does so much and as a wife and mother in addition that she just inspires me to do even more. So I'd like to welcome today the awesome Becky Elliott. Becky, welcome. Thank you, Linda. Thank you for having me on the show this morning. Well, it is a delight. And I am just in awe at all of what you do for the community, for your family, for the national committees and everything. I mean, it it just seems like you're everywhere and you're growing a team of people to make change in the world uh, on a political level. And I find that just really amazing. So, uh, you know, I was looking at your at your background, at your bio, and you have so many things that one you are, things that you have done, and it's a really rich and extensive background. Would you tell the audience in, in a thumbnail sketch, who are you? What's your background and how did you get to where you are today? Thank you, Linda. Um, my name is Becky Elliott. I am a community organizer. As you mentioned, I am a mom. And I am a community activist for environmental and social justice um, in the Central Valley. Um, I am also an immigrant who migrated to the United States in pursuit of better education at the age of 16, uh, leaving my family behind. And so for me, um, education has been the number one thing that has been a driving force for me for the last um, couple of decades Um, And through education, I've been able to harness positive energy of youth, um, of communities across the board, um, people who care about different issues, people who care about their community and want to affect positive change. I'm also a mentor um, to high school students, um, help guide them through um, the organizing spectrum around issues that they care about, uh, have tried to engage, empower, and mobilize different communities around different things they care about. Um, For me, that kind of encapsulates everything um, that I am, that I represent, and I look forward to many, many more years of um, doing uh, positive changes in my immediate community, as well as throughout the Central Valley. And, Vicki, since our audience is international, would you tell them where the Central Valley is? Yes. So, the Central Valley is located um, in the mid part, mid to east part of California. So, 
Um, it spans from Bakersfield all the way up to Sacramento, um, and that's about a seven, eight-hour drive, maybe. Yeah, about that. Um, I know I, I don't quite hit it. I, I skirt it when I go down to L.A., so I do pass a good portion of the Central Valley on the way down. And that's our huge farming community as well, isn't it? Absolutely. It's the agricultural hub uh, for most of the country and um, the place where we grow the world's almonds. Ah, yes, almonds. Uh, and uh, what, I, what I used to love to do, and uh, some right now it's, it's not as easy to do. When I lived in L.A., which was in the early 80s, um, I would drive back and forth because we had uh, family up here and in San Francisco and, and that kind of thing. But what I found fascinating, and this actually comes out of um, the work programs of the Depression, there used to be signs on the fields that were blue and gold, which are the state colors, and they would tell you what that field was or what that orchard was so that you knew what you were looking at. So you knew where there were almonds, you knew where there were Brussels sprouts, you knew where there was lettuce, rice, whatever it might be that that we had on I-5 going down to, to Los Angeles. It scared my husband to death because we're, we're driving together and I said, oh, those are almonds. Oh, the, And he's going, what are you looking at? And I said, well, there's this little sign. He goes, how big is this little sign? I said, well, it's a little sign. Uh, he said, would you mind watching the road and not the signs? But I just got, it's such a boring road. I got such a kick out of understanding what all we grew in the Central Valley that it was just really exciting um, to see all of that. And now it's um, almost devastating to see what's happened to many of the fields. So in your social and environmental justice, are you working with the farmers on um, how to get their message across about water and taxation and all of that? So it is all about policy, and I work with different organizations who do work with the farmers. I'm more on the policy and engagement side um, of it. However, um, this issue, like the Central Valley has been a leader in many ways of the environmental justice movement, particularly because of the access of clean water, access to clean air, access to um, technologies that are effective and efficient in continuing um, the growth and production of different produce and nuts. Um, And so in terms of my engagement has been identifying key players in the community um, that are outside of those traditional um, organizations who fight for this and bringing them all together so that in one voice um, they can stand um, together and they can push for and uh, work with um, legislators on um, on addressing the issues, whether it's access to water, water or clean um, clean air, or even um, cleaning up toxic waste from the land where we grow um, the 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 produce has been like my prerogative. So Mm -hmm. generating energy behind those movements who have existed for a really long time and have kind of reached a plateau Mm -hmm. um, by bringing in different communities who are traditionally not engaged and not empowered to stand together with the originally uh, created, whether it's nonprofits, whether it's businesses, whether it's the farming community, um, just making sure that 
people are aware of the issues of the Central Valley and also are joining in the movement. And I appreciate also the fact that there are signs in many of the fields. Uh, not only have some of the farmers actually knocked down the trees and, and whatever that they have to, to protest the fact that they don't have enough water, but there's also those wonderful, they're fabulous signs that, again, catch you about, you know, is... Um, I don't, I don't know whether it was wasting water or taxing water, um, you know, a crime when it's growing food. Um, and those signs, I think, are, again, very poignant to what's going on in the valley. And those have been up for at least 20 years, off and on. Um, and so are you, so you're working with those farmers, are, are you working with those that have also protested the fact that they don't have enough water? Um. Not with those communities. However, mm-hmm. on the other aspect, we have the twin tunnels is one of the biggest issues at this point in time for us. And we have an organization called Restore the Delta yes. um, that is working to prevent the export of water from the northern parts of California to the southern parts of California because we're in dire need and particularly during years um, when there is drought, yes, our water prices as residents of this area go up. Um, So just being uh, cognizant of the water use um, and also like policies and legislation that not only um, this like disempower the farming communities, but also communities that are typically um, lacking access to clean water Um, you know, the different zip codes, depending on where you live, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and how impoverished they are. It is absolutely important to be cognizant, not just of the farming community, but also the needs of um, of socioeconomically disadvantaged areas um, and residents. So do you also work with uh, the cattle ranchers as well? Because there's like three or four huge um, cattle areas on I-5 going down to L.A. Um, Do you work with those as well or just the farmers? Just the farmers at this point in time. Um, However, there is always a potential and opportunity to bring in um, new perspectives, um, diverse thoughts and ideals. And um, for me, I am um, the the. I guess I, I harness that energy and provide spaces for people to come together where typically they wouldn't mm-hmm. um, to make sure that we have policies and solutions um, that would address the needs of everyone, not just specific um, uh, subgroups of either producers or, or residents. So okay. just having like an overall um policy that would address everyone and acknowledge everyone's needs um, is where my energy is. Fantastic. Not leaving, not leaving anyone behind. Um, almost like the no child left behind here. It's no farmer left behind. Well, no, no resident or farmer okay. or business or nonprofit um, mm-hmm. left behind. Okay. So, uh, Vicki, you have a bachelor's and a master's degree in in political science. You've taught government and political science at the University of Texas. Is that where you came from? Um, Yes. When I migrated to the United States, I lived in Texas for about 13 years. Okay. So, why politics? Why political science? What was it about that that 
drew you to it and really has launched you on this path? Well, um, I don't know how much you know about Macedonia and Yugoslavia, but back in the uh, 90s and and early 2000s, um, that region was uh, very volatile and very um, conflict-ridden. And uh, seeing seeing refugees coming from Bosnia and Croatia and Serbia on foot uh, migrating to Macedonia, that really impacted me. Prior to that, we had a socialist um, republic federation uh, that was essentially um, that provided um, free education, free health care, and everything kind of seemed um, to be okay. I don't ever remember growing up and and worrying about you know whether I had shelter, whether I had food, whether I had you know access to healthcare. Um, so for me, it was like a perfect, very calm experience. But my teenage years and uh, my uh, early adolescent years was a completely different experience. So coming to the United States and having to relate um, to people like what my experiences were with no numbers um, to back that experience was kind of like a disadvantage. So I said, I'm going to go into political science, identify how people in the U.S. like research the different topics and bring that to light to show that how we are perceived individually and as countries, um, it like by different countries um, is not always the one um, and only um uh, story. Each individual has their own experiences. And so for me, it's trying to capture what each individual experiences and how that um, brings to light a, cum- um, a collective, you know, existence, either in a country or from the outside. Because media has been very uh, slanted in many ways, depending on where each country stands on the spectrum of either supporting a country or not supporting a country, they present a different information to their constituents and to their residents so Mm -hmm. for me it's just like bringing to light that no not not everything you read in the paper not everything you read in the textbooks is truly the case um and the situation i'm shocked becky you're telling me that that our media doesn't tell us the truth all the time just kidding uh so becky i i i know that um we well i was in berlin um, in the early 2000s. And it's true, that's that's quite a while from when the wall fell down. But in talking to East Berliners especially, one of the things that I found very um, frightening in some respects is what they were taught about World War II, what they were taught about democracy, what they were taught about, um, in essence, the free world, if you, if you want to call it that, um, and how vastly different that was from our experience of the war, democracy, and the free world. And they always say that the textbooks and the history books are written from the victor's perspective. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> but I will refrain from pinpointing at this point in time, that would be a probably a follow-up conversation on its own. <laughs> 
Uh, yes, I, I totally understand that. So, Vecchi, in just a couple of minutes, could you describe the movement that you, you actually are, are fostering in just a couple minutes? Yes. So, as I just briefly mentioned, for me, the most important um, thing is not... Um, not disregarding people's experiences and acknowledging what their individual struggles are and how as a collective we can come together and address the issues and hold elected officials accountable for what they're doing and not doing to um, pay attention to the needs of individual communities um, and regional um, needs as well. So the movement that I've built, uh, that I've I've kind of started in the Central Valley has been around um, has been around community activism, relationship buildings with communities to understand where they are, what their needs are, and how we move forward together. Um, and I have identified, or we have identified as um, the Tracy Go team. Um, mm-hmm number of partners we're working with from throughout Northern California who believe in this mission that the Central Valley is ripe for a movement forward and now is the time. And um, in a little while, I hope I'll be able to um, go a little bit more in detail about what that all entails. But it started after the last election where a lot of people were trying to find ways to be engaged Um, And we have been ahead of the message, creating positive messaging, um, not in response to the last election, but in a response to what the community needs. Okay, Vecchi, that sounds that thank you for putting that in a nutshell. So this is the Democratic Party of Greater Tracy's grassroots organizing team, the GO team. And we'll hear more about that when we come back from break. Voice America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. That's Linda at dare, the number two, dreamwithlinda.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Voice America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And I have the most phenomenal political activist that I have talked to in a long time, Becky Elliott. Um, and it's interesting that she's been a community organizer and a grassroots activist since 2015. She engages and mobilizes thousands of millennials and other underrepresented communities across the Central Valley of California into civic action. And we were just talking about the Greater Tracy Grassroots Organizing, or GO Team, and she's, excuse me, she's the director of the team. Becky, tell us a little bit more about the Tracy GO Team. So the Tracy GO Team is a grassroots organizing permanent voter contact program. It launched um, in the middle of last summer. But I would like to take a minute and just kind of um, go over the brief history that it had. Um, Since the 2016 election, there was a lot of energy and a lot of people that were really interested in helping flip um, congressional districts that were uh, red and targeted and there was just no place for them to land. So... The Democratic Club of Greater Tracy took an initiative to um, kind of be ahead of the message and create a positive experience, not only for the people in Tracy, but also for everyone who has come through um, through to help um, with local efforts to engage and mobilize Tracy residents and to also um, spread the word and model the GO team um, in their own areas. So we started um, partnering. We had like a surge of activists who wanted to come and partner in Tracy. And then we started partnering um, March 26th of 2017. Mm. So it was, uh, it was an energy that was just in my, in my mind at that time was untamable, but we figured out a way how to collaborate with different organizations um, and different activists from all throughout Northern California. We brought together um, close to 100 volunteers to do a sweep of the city, register as many voters as we possibly could. And for the next three months, um, I'm sorry, for the next three months, we were solely focused on um, registering um, 
uh, people, young people, fel- uh, prior fel- felons uh, who have who are no longer on parole, people who would typically not think that they're um, eligible to vote. Um, we did like an education piece. We were all over the city. Uh, we still continue to be there um, in high traffic areas um, and try to have a conversation with people about what it means um, to go out and vote, um, to educate them about upcoming primaries, because a lot of people don't really know that we have a primary coming up in June yes. and that we even have midterm elections. Everyone goes out to vote during uh, presidential elections, but they somehow miss the midterm mark. So that, that was our initial step um, into uh, community engagement and activism through um, the Greater Tracy Dems. And beyond that, back in March, a lot of our partners came together and they're like, okay, so now we are ready for the next step. What is the next step? And the only logical um, next step was to go door to door and talk to people about what it is that their experiences are as residents of this community and what the issues are that are most important to them. And we have carried um, this amazing message of our community first Mm -hmm. um, ever since then. So the actual launch, um, we had trials and we kind of tested different messages back in August of 2017, and by September, we had a, a ready-to-go team of over um, 90 volunteers mm-hmm. who were going to go door-to-door. Um, we have expanded, and now our um, our volunteer base is over 600 people since wow. then. And, um, and Becky, uh, how, how is all this received by the community? I mean, you're going door to door, you're sitting down and having conversations. How is the community handling this? So initially it was kind of like, what? There is a Democratic Club of Greater Tracy? Um, <laughs> uh, so we, we hadn't done um, a really good marketing campaign prior to then. Um, but just being in the community and just letting people know that we're here, we're here to talk to you about what you care about and bring about educational opportunities to either educate you or find out how you can contribute to whatever small movement there may be around the particular issue you care about. Um, I think people have become accustomed to us being in the community and they really know that we're here to stay there, that we're not here to just like win the next election, which is Primarily the goal of the GO team, it's a permanent voter contact program. And so for us, is like we're here now and we're not uh, going anywhere because in order to affect long-term sustainable change, you have to have that constant presence, that constant communication. And it's not possible um, to do by only one person. It takes an entire team of phenomenal um people who care and value the community and um, are really truly in it to affect that change and bring about policies that will address the needs of, of our community. So people have been open to it first. They were very hesitant, um, of course, because this only happens during an election year. Right. But that was the critical piece uh, was that we started the GO team in a non-election year mm-hmm. and started to build that community base 
um, without any kind of attachment to any political campaign or any political, um, um, I'm sorry, to any election in particular. And, Vicki, I know that um, we do have primaries in June, and there are actually some offices that sort of are final in June as well. I know um, we had Pamela Price on last week, and she's running for the district attorney position in Alameda County, and that election is actually in June. Um, So she's really pushing for that, and we're really excited about um, her initiatives and the things that she's trying to grow in Alameda County. But um, midterm elections are vital um, to see change in the national government as well, um, local governments um, in addition, but definitely towards the national uh, elections uh, if we're going to see change in uh, many of the offices that um, I know individuals and women and companies are um, protesting against so that we get more um, women in uh, the political arena. I, I believe the statistic is that there's under 20% of the elected positions are held by women currently. And I know that needs to change in order for us to see change in the issues that are currently out there. Would you agree with that? I absolutely agree. And if you see the movement on the ground, and particularly since the last election, it has been a resurgence of women who would often doubt themselves that Mm -hmm. they're capable of running for office or they're capable of leading little movements like this um, for their community or for their um, or for their for the issues that they care about. Um, but ultimately, women are taking back the scene. If They are at a realization point that in order to affect change, you have to be um, in elected office. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you would have to beg for those changes. And, you know, sometimes it comes at a greater um, political cost because you would trade your vote for someone to temporarily carry your um, your agenda or, you know, to be an advocate for you. So we want to have a permanent presence. And women are caretakers. We- mm-hmm. Women, when they take care of their families, they also, by default, um, start to t- make positive changes for all of the families in the communities that they live in. Because it it's not enough that we just think about like our immediate nuclear families, but it's also how our children, for instance, are impacted by the schools, impacted by their peers. So in order to change or to create that lasting uh, sustainable change, you have to Um, work to address not only your family's needs, but the needs of all of those around your family. Mm -hmm. That's so very true. So right now, you've been um, working with the GO team for about six months. What do you think is the long-term outcome that you expect to see from this work of the GO team? Essentially, it is, the, the GO team's uh, mission is to elect um, Democratic um, candidates up and down the ballot because those um, are the candidates who would address the social and environmental injustices. Um, they um, truly represent, in my opinion, I'm kind of biased in this, but the, that would um, create this long-term sustainable change. So the GO team while not working with uh, 
um, any campaign, its mission and its goal is to build a bench of grassroots activists and organizers and volunteers who would one day emerge into those leadership roles and would um, take up the next step and run for office. For those of um, our audience who are not necessarily here in the Central Valley or, or anywhere in California, how would they go about, in essence, throwing that pebble into the into the water and seeing the kinds of ripple effect that you've had in the Central Valley and beyond? How would they start something like this? So the Go Team, the Tracy Go Team is not our invention. We just, um, we have partnered with the San Diego, California, I'm sorry, San Diego Democratic Central Committee. That's the community, I'm sorry, the, the county party. Um, they created the Go Team concept um, in, back in 2004 as a response to um, the election of um George W. Bush, and mm-hmm. how do we move forward? Um, so the the concept is driven or derived by the 50-state uh, strategy of Howard Dean. We actually folk, uh, have, have modeled our GO team around that, but realizing that the Central Valley is an animal on its own. It's like mm-hmm. a completely different area dealing with completely different issues so we have, while having had partnered with and uh, gotten a lot of tools and resources from the San Diego Democratic Party, we have modeled ours based on the needs of our community and our volunteer base mm-hmm. to make sure that we're not only successful, but we're also emphasizing the importance of community building. Um, so while we have these um, organizations from all over Calif- um, Northern California. Um, our goal is to not only just have everybody come help us, but also reciprocate that, help empower um, them to with the tools and the resources necessary to do the training of their own volunteers so that while they're not um, in our community helping us achieve our mission, they're also able to um, have a go team for their own community and they're ready to go and ready to um, ad- address and talk to a community about the issues that their communities care about mm-hmm. and find and go from there to build a platform um, that everyone can stand in unison when um, advocating for either an issue or just holding elected officials accountable for their promises in the last election. Okay, so Vicky, do you then go out, if, if a community said, gee, I want to do something like this, I want to start this movement, um, would you go out and actually mentor them, or do you bring them in to, to do some education and mentoring, or, or what? How, how, do you, how do you work with other uh, organizations that are just starting? Uh, coming from education, for me, the biggest uh, education piece is like um, being engaged and being active. It's one thing when you read from a book or when you have a presentation, but it's something completely different when you actually go out and do it on your own and test mm-hmm. those um, theories you have learned about. So our ask has been, come help us. And through the process, you will grow. You will see 
um, how you are able to create this in your own area. So we started tra- we started the Go Team with the very leaders. We had mm-hmm. what we call Go Team leads. Um, those were the very first people who came out um, to start up this program or um, in, in our community. And so they did the very initial training. So now what they're able to do through the work with us, they were slowly able to grow their own numbers of volunteers and are able to utilize the, the volunteer energy that they have uh, coming into our Tracy Go team again, back in their own community. So relating all of that knowledge, we have had and we continue to do presentations for different organizations, but the real work when it's done um, on the ground is um, where the learning actually happens. Fantastic. So, Vicki, one one last question and a, a really short answer on this. What's the vision of the GO team? The ripple effect, um, community building, relationship building, leadership building, and essentially empowering, engaging, and mobilizing young people, disenfranchised communities who often think they have no voice and no representation. We want to flip that um, on its head, that thinking and understanding, and um, redefine what it means um, to be in politics because politics has been um, negatively um, and and toxically associated with this notion that uh, people in politics are evil. Mm -hmm. And um, we just want to turn that on its head. Okay. Thank you, Vecky. So, audience, think about this. In your own area, how would you define what it means to be in politics? Is it a positive thing? Is it a negative thing? And how can you make change like Becky's done in the Central Valley? And we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Let leadership expert Linda Patton be your guide to uncovering the leader that lives within you and that you are meant to be. Through her signature training programs and workshops, Linda takes you every step of the way to help you tap into your personal leadership power, design a clear vision, build a loyal, effective team, and create a practical plan to make your dream come true. Get started now by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. 
Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Voice America Women. Your passion starts here. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at dare to dream with linda.com now back to leadership stars welcome back and i am with just the most interesting guest that i've had i don't want to say ever but in recent past and that's vecky elliott and we've been talking about the go team and its mission and its vision and all of that and we got onto a, a topic about politics and vecky you have a uh an interesting look at the history, you know, where politics came from and where it actually exists today. Yes. So I, this is very close to me uh, coming from political science background. Um, it is important that people understand where politics, the word politics comes from, um, from ancient Greece, um, polis was the city state. So anytime you talked about, the well-being of anyone in in the city state, um, you know, it was debated in front of um, everyone who lived in the community, and uh, so the word politics is very connected to the community and very connected to individuals, where they can actually come out and express um, how they feel about certain issues. So in recent, um, in, in recent times, the word has had a very toxic and negative connotation. And being an educator, I think it's important that people realize that politics is not something evil, something that you need to stray away from. It is all about us worrying about our communities and speaking up to those who are in elected office who are supposed to be representing us um, and holding them true to the values of the communities that they actually represent. So just wanted to kind of follow up on that and thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to do so. Um, (laughs) If we say it's negative, we're automatically disenfranchising so many people. And I think it's a at this point in time, it is important to educate rather than deter and rather um, rather than um, try to get less and less people involved in politics. My goal and my mission is to stay positive and, to the contrary, involve as many people as we can because then truly um, we can say that our elected officials do represent us. I think that's, that's a... I don't know how a, a very positive outlook on all of this, 
because I think right now people are feeling very disenfranchised and that they don't have the ability to make change um, in the government and in the policies um, that are coming out and the, and the agendas that are coming out of various aspects. But let's talk just a little bit about women, because you also are involved with the Emerge program in Oakland. Um, and I know that we're, we're going to have um, the director on next week to talk about the Emerge program. And I think it's absolutely amazing. But what is it about women? What do they have to do to really begin to step into a leadership position so that they feel comfortable stepping into politics? At this point in time, it's it's far easier than it has been in the past to just identify, you know, identify where you want to be. Um, that's how I started. I started on a campaign, didn't really know much, uh, became a grassroots organizer, um, and then slowly started to learn, like, how I, in, in self-empower, and empower others around me on how we go, um, you know, we, we become engaged in our community and in, in politics in general. Um, I worked on um, a local campaign last election, and um, through that, I actually learned about um, the Emerge uh, California program. So I went through the program last year, and it was a life-changing experience for me. It happened after the election um, and that positive, ready to go, um, ready to make change in communities, coming from women, just being in the spaces with other empowered women who thought that they couldn't do it. But all of a sudden, um, after the election, they found like anyone can be um, a representative of their community. It was just an um, empowering feeling. And so... I continue to harness the energy and build the movement in the Central Valley after the program. The program is a five-month training program for Democratic women um, to run for office. And I didn't end up running for office. Instead, for me, my mission is to identify other women um, who would be fabulous at representing our communities and help them get to that level, um, provide them the tools that are necessary and also give them um, this opportunity of the Emerge California training program. Um, So through a lot of um, activities and engagement in women's organizations in San Joaquin County in particular, um, we were able to shine a light on the hidden treasures of the Central Valley, the women Mm -hmm. who are often... um, not represented, not at the decision-making table. And we have a saying in Emerge California, if you are not making the menu, you are on the menu. So just honing in on that message and making sure that women realize and understand their power and that they are amazing, phenomenal, and ready to go. They just need an extra push um, is, is very important. So be that in grassroots organizing or activism, in general, or, you know, making the extra push for women to realize that they would make a great candidate and a great representative of their communities um, is absolutely essential. And what I've, what I've heard is that there are 300 plus women who are running for the midterm election offices. And that's a huge hit um, growth from what we've had in the past. Um, 
But what is the biggest hurdle for women getting into politics and being successful in politics? Well, partially it is the message that we started the segment with. It's like Mm -hmm. politics is so negative. And if you are in politics or running or challenging the status quo, that in itself poses a problem because that person may be involved with you in your business or whatever sector you may be in. And all of a sudden you're challenging them um, in this particular race. So it's just realizing that, no, it's about representation and we need to change the status quo and the messages that have been uh, persisting in the last four or five decades that, you know, women have a specific role and, um, and uh, they should stay there. For me, that <laughs> particularly has been, um, has been very challenging because we're women, we make up, we are the global majority. We may uh, be seen as a minority, but we are the global majority. So realizing and recognizing that we have a lot more potential and we can go anywhere we want to, um, whether it's politically, whether it's in business, we have great potential. We bring in different insight, unique perspectives, um, because we don't only assess um every situation from just one standpoint. It has to do with ourselves. It has to do with our families. It has to do with our businesses. So our thought processes are much more complex. And when we, in decision-making, we assess um, a particular situation from different angles. And so I want women to realize that um, they have that unique um, perspective and unique quality about them. And I, I, I think this is the right time to actually um, step into these leadership roles. And there are amazing training organizations like Emerge California, the only premier training organization for Democratic women um, that trains um, and equips you with the tools necessary to succeed. It also has an amazing um, aspect um, of the sisterhood because you grow and you grow as a cohort, you build bonds that are lasting and you continue to support each other beyond um, just your, beyond the five month program. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And I think uh, there is that challenge with women of, hiding behind the curtain and basically saying, no, 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 not me, somebody else. uh, uh, You you talked about the fact that we are supporters, that that's part of our role. And that uh, something else that we have learned is to be a perfectionist, um, to know 100% of the job before you step into it. And the other, I think the other challenge that I see is women who do step into leadership roles and for whatever reason, believe that they need to be more of a man than the man is, that they take on this uber masculine persona in order to be strong and to take on leadership. And what they end up doing is alienating not only the men, but they alienate the women who are in their sisterhood as well. So how can we step into those roles without um, becoming... uh, this this uber uber masculine person can keep that femininity. I would disagree with you on a, on um, one aspect of it that might have been the situation back um, 
couple of decades ago. Right now, there is a completely different movement. And when I talk about positivity, it's just realizing who we are, realizing what we represent, and accepting that as enough because there are many, many more challenges that women have to overcome in this world than men. Um, and just realizing that in itself is um, as a strength. And our strength comes from the, the struggles that we've had to do, whether that's, you know, accepting a job um, or being accepted um, into a job role or whether it's being paid equally, whether it's, you know, just standing in front of uh, an audience. It's just acknowledging our truths and saying that that's enough, this qualifies me. In the past, as I said, and what brought me to politics was you have to show the numbers. Well, we're no longer living in that reality. Each of us has a unique experience that makes them uniquely qualified to represent their communities, be that origin, be that race, be that religion, be that um, you know parenting role. Um, Every one of us brings in a different perspective and allowing for the diversity of thought, diversity of ideology to come to the table is going to be the piece that will move us forward. So my message to women would be just acknowledge that you are phenomenal and the work that you have done in this world is already speaks for itself. So don't doubt yourself. There is a potential for doubt, but don't doubt yourself because Every one of us brings in something different to the table. And when we put all of those different experiences in one lump sum collective experience, we have so much to show for. And I so agree with you, Vecchi. I find that it's it's critical that we accept our femininity, accept the, the strengths that we have from that, the collaboration, the cooperation, the creativity, and all of that, and allow the masculine side of us to do the to-dos, but that we keep, we keep the creative side and the, the relationship sides so very, very key to be being in politics, in taking leadership roles in corporations, in companies, in entrepreneurship, in our community, in teams like Go. And I know that you have stepped into that as well. So on that note, Vecchi, I would like to thank you so very, very much for being on the show and expressing all of your ideas and all and where Go is going. Um, I think it's a really positive um, message that you have for women Um, who are thinking about stepping into politics. And audience, if you'd like to know more about stepping into your leadership or growing a movement, please do send me an email to lynda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. And until next time, be courageous and dare to lead. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week.